It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, guys? David Harrison here of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Wanting to remind you that after you're done listening to this episode, please check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Every Monday through Friday, Brian and Matt give you the national perspective covering all things happening happening around the National Football League. Again, that's the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, David Harrison. Welcome, new listeners, returning listeners. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. One last episode with just me, guys. Next episode, Chris Russell will be back from his well-deserved vacation, spending a lot of good time with his family. I spoke to him earlier this week. And greatly appreciates all of you guys listening in and is anxious to get back on the show. So he and I will be back to wrap up the week on Friday here with you. Normally, when Chris and I aren't here at this at the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, you can find Chris over at the Team 980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, with Pete Medhurst. Also, find them and this show on the Odyssey app. And Chris covers the Washington Football Team in writing for SI.com on Twitter. Find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82. And find the show at Locked WFT Pod. We've gotten some good interaction from you guys. We've got some voicemails on deck. I promise you guys, we're going to get to those voicemails. But I do want to save them for when Chris is here. I just think it's better when Chris and I are here to respond to you guys, your thoughts, your questions, your topics uh, together. So bear with us, be patient, and we will absolutely get to those again starting on Friday. But here on today's episode, we've got some other things to talk about. Uh, It's rankings season. It's projection season, right, this period uh, between the end of the last minicamp, the last official activity before training camp. You know, the, the teams are on their final break and fans are, are going to this is where we we're going to starve for information and, and things. Uh, so a lot of analysis, a lot of projection, like I said, comes out during this this time of year. Uh, and, and one site, of course, that's no stranger to those projections, to those rankings is pro football focus. We've talked about some of the things they've done uh, during this offseason from free agency rankings, NFL draft rankings. And now we're going into the 2021 season previews and projections and they came out recently with a top 25 nfl players under 25 and of course there's at least one player from the washington football team roster that you would expect to be on that list and that is edge rusher chase young who does make the list with pff writing quote young was the best edge rusher prospect in pff college history and our college pass rush grades have proved to be extremely reliable when it comes to predicting success at the next level Young backed up his college performance with an impressive rookie year despite injury briefly slowing him down. He was a top 10 graded edge rusher in year one and could be a superstar 
in year two, end quote. I think a lot of Washington football team fans would probably argue that Chase Young already uh, well on his way to being a superstar, but he comes in on this list, guys, at number eight. So coming in ahead of Chase Young on this PFF list, number seven is safety Minka Fitzpatrick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who honestly, I, don't, I feel like Minka Fitzpatrick should be like 28, 29 by now, but apparently still under 25 years old. Green Bay Packers cornerback Jair Alexander comes in at number six. San Francisco 49ers edge rusher Nick Bosa comes in fifth. Uh, Tennessee Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown comes in fourth. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is third. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen is second. And San Francisco 49ers linebacker Fred Warner comes in first. And I will say that while at, at the end of the day, every ranking is subjective and, and you know determined by your own you know conceptions and, and perceptions of players and, and what you think they should be versus how they performed versus where they're going, I do disagree with a little bit uh, on this list. For one, I, I don't disagree with the fact that Josh Allen is the top quarterback under the age of 25. I think right now he is that guy. I think there's some other guys that could possibly challenge for it. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, if he can be everything that he's being touted to be, will eventually challenge for that title. Uh, Joe Burrow, I think, was was showing that he's very talented and could have challenged for that title before his injury. We'll see how he comes back from that. Uh, Justin Herbert, who is on this list, just quite a ways down it, uh, is another quarterback that I think could potentially challenge. But right now, I think, without a doubt, Josh Allen, uh, the top NFL quarterback under the age of 25 right now, but because it's also the quarterback and because he's also leading a team that just went to the AFC Championship game and he's expected to lead a team that's supposed to go back to challenge for that AFC Championship game, I think Josh Allen should be number one on this list. No disrespect to Fred Warner. I think what Fred Warner has done uh, is great, and he's definitely supremely talented. Don't really have a problem with him being the top linebacker on this list. But I do believe uh, that the importance of the quarterback position, the pressure put on the quarterback position, does warrant Josh Allen being number one which would then, of course, push Fred Warner to number two. Uh, the biggest disagreement I have with this PFF list, guys, is going to come at the number three spot, which is Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, of which PFF writes, quote, a year removed from his MVP season. Jackson is a fantastic example of how quarterback development isn't always just a neat curve in the right direction. Jackson was still good in 2020, and he actually recorded a higher big-time throw rate than he did throughout his MVP campaign, but his touchdown percentage went from 7.7% to 5.7%, while his turnover-worthy play rate doubled to 3.6%. Jackson is still a dynamic playmaker who likely splits the difference between those two seasons in 2021. I don't agree with the projection of Lamar Jackson, and here's why, guys. And I wasn't on this show following the 2019 season and Lamar Jackson's MVP performance, and I did... You know, I didn't have any, you know, serious misgivings about uh, Lamar Jackson being the MVP that year and all that stuff. But what I was concerned about is what I'm concerned about. Anytime you see a quarterback or, uh, or a team really just in general kind of burst onto the scene, not really out of nowhere. I mean, Lamar Jackson was obviously a known uh, commodity and all that stuff. But I don't think people kind of expected Lamar Jackson to produce the way that he did in that 2019 season. And the concern always is what's going to happen in the next act? Because now all these defense coordinators, they know who you are. You've got a target on your back. They've seen the film. They get all off season to watch it. They get all off season to game plan against you. You know what I mean? If they know that you're on the schedule, especially your division rivals, how are you going to answer the bell? And for Lamar Jackson, he didn't answer it well. And the Baltimore Ravens didn't answer for and answer it well. And that's not just on Lamar. You know what I mean? So a little bit of that has to be taken into account. But as much as PFF is trying to kind of give him a pass by saying quarterback development isn't always this nice, neat curve. I get that, and I agree with that. 
But once you enter the realm of being an MVP quarterback, and Lamar Jackson didn't vote for himself, I get it, but once you enter the realm of being an MVP quarterback, you no longer get the excuses that non-MVP quarterbacks get. You don't get the excuse of, well, I'm still young, or, or well, it was just a bad year, it was just a one-off. No, you're, if you're an MVP quarterback, you have to perform and you have to be a guy that your team can rely on to help carry you to where they need to go. MVP is most valuable player, not really good player, right? If you're a really good quarterback, like, I don't know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good quarterback. Uh, Taylor Heineke was a really good quarterback, at least in the wild card round. You can get away with, well, he was good, but not quite good enough. If you're an MVP caliber quarterback, which the NFL has said that Lamar Jackson is, you know, the, the media, whatever, has said that Lamar Jackson is, you no longer get those. That puts you on a higher plane where you don't get those excuses. So going from 7.7% to 5.7% touchdown percentage while being better at big-time throw rates, you know what that, that tells me? That defenses were okay allowing you the opportunity to throw big-time deep passes. Why? Because they didn't want you to murder them in the short intermediate areas and with your legs. So they basically forced you to 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 shoot from long range, right? To, to say, are you Steph Curry or are you Shaquille O'Neal? And we're putting our money on that you're Shaq. You can play up close, but you don't have range. And they were correct because while you hit more and you're going to hit more when you're wide open from deep, they weren't as effective. 7.7 to 5.7% is a big drop off. And then doubling his turnover worthy play rate to 3.6% is a big increase. So that's really my biggest misgiving about this. And then I'm an Ohio State Buckeye guy. I like Nick Bosa, but Nick Bosa's injury concerns for me are a little bit more serious than anything that Chase Young has gone through. So I would probably put Chase Young right above Nick Bosa. I'm thinking I would probably put Chase at like six and Nick Bosa at seven. Other than that, not a bad list. And of course, I'm not going to call it a snub. Chase Young being the eighth best, uh, 20, or eighth out of top 25 players in the NFL under the age 25, according to PFF. Not a snub by any means, but just my thoughts on that ranking in general. And my thoughts on car repair guys, car repairs guys, is that you should make them on your own as much as you can within, within the limits of your knowledge and your skill set, all that stuff you should do on your own. And if you're going to do so, you need to do it using our friends over at rockauto.com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles. It's impossible for a traditional chain storefront stock all the parts you're ever going to need for your car or truck and meanwhile when you go to that store they're only going to offer you the parts that they happen to hold in their warehouse and you're going to pay up to 30 percent 50 percent even up to 100 percent on some parts and accessories for the exact same auto parts at a chain store than you will at rockauto.com who has a unique catalog as a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years and the best part about guys is their prices are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Again, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts that you can get at rockauto.com in a chain storefront? Right now, go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting 
shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Back now, we're setting it to here the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David Harrison coming at you solo for this episode on Twitter at DHarrison82. Find my co-host Chris Russell at Russellmania621. Find the show at LockedWFTPod. And we're going to talk about Philadelphia Eagles fans to open up this segment of the show. And I got to give a shout out. Uh, I gave him a shout out on the last episode. It's going to become a normal thing to Bill Horgan of Hogshaven over at SB Nation. Of course, I am a writer for SB Nation as well. So I like to give uh, credit where credit is due to uh, the great work that is happening in some of the pages at SB Nation or that fall under SB Nation. Hogshaven is one of those. And Bill Horgan was was looking out there on the landscape of the NFC East and the other sites uh, like, like Bleeding Green Nation and found a very interesting poll bleeding green nation asked their readers eagles fans who deserve to be the all nfc east head coach and of course every fan base has a large group of homers uh but i will give some credit to eagles fans in this situation that it seems anyway and perhaps there was an influx of washington football team fans perhaps there's an influx of random fans who knows it's hard to tell completely but you assume that a large number of these voters were actually eagles fans 78 percent guys 78% of the nearly 2,000 votes received at this Bleeding Green Nation poll (coughs) said that Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera should be the all-NFC East head coach. Uh, Nick Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles did get second place, which is, you know, to be expected, 15%, while the New York Giants' Joe Judge got a 5% share of the votes, and Mike McCarthy came in dead last with 2%. Uh, I have to say that I agree with Mike McCarthy being at the bottom of this ladder only because we haven't seen what Nick Sirianni is going to do. And I'm not going to take press conferences or whatever uh, as, as an indicator of future coaching successes or failure. Um, so I'm not going to say Nick Sirianni is going to be a failure based off of some of the things and decisions that have happened this offseason. We'll see how the actual body of work goes. Uh, I would put Joe Judge second. Nick Sirianni, you know, I would kind of put an incomplete on him. Honestly, I wouldn't put him in the ranking. Mike McCarthy, easily the bottom of this list as far as I'm concerned. And then uh, Ron Rivera, yeah, sitting up sitting up at the top. And it's interesting because on Tuesday, I was actually talking to a really good friend of mine, someone who I've known uh, for a long time, met him through professional avenues uh, while I was still in the Army, but then continued uh, you know, a friendship and a relationship with him um, over the years. And now we're, we both are, are co-located here in Virginia, so I get to see him and talk to him a lot more than I used to. And he is an Eagles fan. He's a diehard Eagles fan. I even asked him, uh, at one point, if I gave you two free season tickets, would you become a Washington football team fan? And he said that he would absolutely go. He would absolutely enjoy the games. Um, but then, no, he would not become a Washington for, for two free season tickets. And, and maybe some of you guys out there, like if I offered you two free uh, season tickets to be a fan of whatever team you live nearby, if you're not in the DMV or, or in the Virginia area, you know, maybe if you live in Texas, if I offered you two free season tickets to the Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Texans, would you become a fan of that team for those season tickets? Maybe you you have the same loyalty. And if you do, I applaud you. And I applauded him for his loyalty as well. But even he admitted to me, and we had this conversation, that he believes the Washington football team, hands down, are the best team in the division and are going to win the NFC East in 2021, barring, you know, serious injuries, stuff like that, you know, things that you can't predict. 
Um, all things being equal, on paper, rosters, head coaches, all that stuff, he believes that the Philadelphia Eagles are the cream of the crop in the NFC East for at least this year. And, of course, he's obviously hopeful that the Philadelphia Eagles will climb that ladder. So, hey, some, some credit to Philadelphia Eagles fans out there uh, for, for giving credit where credit is due to Ron Rivera as they voted him the, the top head coach in the NFC East by a large margin, by over uh, or almost 1,200 votes, guys. Um, so a very large margin of victory there for Ron Rivera. Again, that coming from Bleeding Green Nation via Hogs Haven over at SBNation.com and Bill Horgan on Twitter at Bill Horgan 2005. And that's going to take me to another article, guys, that was actually shared to me uh, by my co-host of the Lots on Bucks podcast, James Jarko. Um, and that is a list from CBS Sports ranking the top teams, the top teams for each NFL franchise during the Super Bowl era. Uh, and it was interesting to him because – you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having won their second uh, Super Bowl title in franchise history. Was the 2020 team better than the 2002-2003 Super Bowl winning team featuring, you know, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber, John Lynch, guys like that? CBS Sports, anyway, this writer believes that, yes, in fact, the 2020 team was better. I'm not going to talk about that. This isn't locked on Bucks. You guys don't want to hear about that. But we are going to talk about Washington football team. And, of course, as expected... Uh, the best team in this team's franchise during the Super Bowl era was actually a Washington Redskins team because that's what the team was at the time. And they had some good teams to choose from, right? Obviously, I think everybody would expect it's a Joe Gibbs team. And it is the 1991 Washington Redskins team is, is the best team from the Washington football team franchise. Uh, going back to 1991, that team finished with a 14-2 and record, scored twice as many points as they allowed, they allowed 224 points. They scored 485 points, so more than doubling uh, the points that they allowed that season in their output. They had the NFL's top-ranked scoring offense and second-ranked scoring defense, and they outscored their playoff opponents 102 to 41. So you talk about a, a dynamic and dominant unit there for the 1991 Washington team, led there by Joe Gibbs. This article coming from Brian Diardo again of CBS Sports who wrote about that 1991 team, quote, Washington's 91 squad is one of the most underrated teams of the Super Bowl era. Joe Gibbs' third Super Bowl title team breezed through the regular season, losing just two games by a combined five points. In the playoffs, Washington ran through the Falcons 24-7 and Lions 41-10 before coasting to a 37-24 win over the Bills in Super Bowl 26. Quarterback Mark Rippon, 291 yards, two touchdowns, took home the game's MVP award, he had extreme success throwing the ball to receivers Gary Clark and Art Monk, who combined to catch 14 passes for 227 yards and a touchdown against the Bills' formidable, formidable defense, end quote. He wrote more there, but I'm going I'm to leave it there because Art Monk, guys, I'll tell you, in 1991, I was, uh, I was, I was less than 10 years old. I was a very young person, um, but I was also living in Germany. And, and at that time in Germany, there were not a lot of American channels. And I want to say we only had one channel. Uh, the Armed Forces Network at that time was only one channel. But I do remember watching the Washington Redskins, and I do remember watching Art Monk. Art Monk, one of my favorite players in the NFL during his career. Obviously, Mark Rippon, one of the best quarterbacks during his, his prime uh, as well. And then Joe Gibbs. I mean, who doesn't love themselves? Some Joe Gibbs. So even as a young kid, I didn't really have a team allegiance, honestly. My favorite team back then was the Frankfurt Galaxy. If you've been listening to this show for a long time, you know that already. Um, but watching American football from Germany, the NFL, uh, Art Monk, just it, that just makes me smile as you know, seeing him mentioned in that article. So good stuff there from CBS Sports, giving credit to the 1991 Super Bowl. Joe Gibbs led Washington Redskins team as the best team 
version of the team in the Washington football team franchise. But of course, that 1991 squad, just one good squad out of many, just like Built Bar has amazing flavors among a lot of their delicious flavors, the best tasting protein bar you're ever going to find. They've got nine of those standard delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to anybody who has had Built Bars, they have their favorites. Mine, mint brownie. Chris loves the peanut butter brownie. You've also got coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So if you give it a try, you're going to find something you like. If you've never tried it, get yourself a mix box. You'll get two of all of those nine flavors. Try them out. Share them with your friends. Share them with your family. See what you guys like. And you can do it as much as you want because not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy, too, with most of these flavors packing 17 grams of protein while only carrying 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Head over to BuiltBar.com today and order. Get yourself that raspberry mint brownie or that mix box, whatever you choose. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of that order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And you can take that 15% that you win or that you save rather and win and hopefully turn that into more money over at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether you're into hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, uh, NFL futures, baseball is in full swing, UFC, MMA. Before the next contest, head over to BetOnline.ag. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to and through the playoffs head to betonline.ag sign up today receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts five and seven here guys on this wednesday episode of locked on washington football team podcast i am david harrison on twitter at d harrison 82 my normal co-host chris russell offered today's episode on twitter at russellmania 621 find the show at locked wft pod and the final topic that I'm going to talk about here today, guys, is video game related. And I don't know how many of you out there like football video games, but Madden is a very popular video game franchise. However, over the past you know decade or so, I would probably say, they've really kind of under-delivered on what people expect from this game. And let's, let's get something clear first, first and foremost right up front, right? The main purpose of the Madden NFL contract with the National Football League, which up until just last year was exclusive rights, the Madden franchise was the exclusive rights owner of the NFL license. So EA Sports was the only franchise, and then via Madden, because that is their NFL franchise, they were the only company out there that was allowed to use player likeness, player names, NFL PA information and data, NFL coaching association or coaching union likenesses and information, team logos, colors, names, all of it. That was it. Talk about a monopoly, not an illegal monopoly, obviously, or else it would have been disbanded. But EA Sports and Madden have the market cornered. Now, last year, the NFL did open up and and allow and, and make a new deal with 2K, who, of course, many avid football video game players uh, fondly remember two NFL 2K5. I also remember NFL 2K5, easily one of the best NFL simulation games in the history of NFL simulation video gaming. And that kind of brings me to the point. That contract that NFL or that 2K was awarded last year is for a future game that I believe is supposed to come out in 2022 that is supposed to be an arcade style game. So think NFL Street, something like that. Madden is still the only t- the only franchise. EA Sports is still the only company that has the, the rights to create an NFL simulation game. 
the biggest complaints and the biggest concerns coming out of the Madden franchise or yeah, the Madden franchise is their franchise mode. They have not given the dedication to it. They've not given the attention to it. They've not put in uh, significant work on, on innovations and developments and their technology to be quite honest, the franchise mode on Madden as of Madden 21 is way behind behind what we've seen in other versions of Madden going back past a decade. I mean, I don't know if you guys all remember, I know how old everybody is, but there was a Madden, right? There was a version of Madden that after every week's worth of games, there was a radio show that would come on and had some great players on it. Uh, I remember Herman Edwards. I mean, I was a young kid and, and Herm Edwards was kind of the first like through Madden, right? I remember hearing Herman Edwards at the time, then the head coach of the New York Jets talking about the importance of quarters and talking about winning. You know, you want to go three and one, in the first quarter, you want to go three and one in the second quarter. You want to go three and one in the third quarter and three and one in, in the fourth quarter of the seasons because if you win that many quarters of your season, then you're gonna put yourself in a playoff position. And as a as a young you know a young person at that time, you know loving football, that really kind of opened my eyes into the way that that people start to look at this game. And I'm not gonna say that that's kind of changed my life or anything, but that's just one iteration. And it wasn't unique content after every single week, but it was some, it was a feature of, of the game. And then there would be like a newspaper or it was just kind of a fun, you know, uh, kitschy kind of way to, to get, you know, fans kind of more engaged into what was happening on the, on the franchise mode. Now you have like this news real sort of like, it's like a Twitter dashboard, right? But the tweets are incorrect a lot of times. And I mean, you know, nothing is ever going to be perfect. No game is ever going to be perfect. But we see through franchises that other companies like 2K Sports put out with NBA 2K that you can have, even if you want to go with the tweet theme, NBA 2K has a tweet theme as well in their social media feed on their franchise mode. That's actually fairly accurate. Like for the most part, I mean, I don't, I don't read every single one of them, but it's it, you're pretty hard pressed to find inaccurate tweets, at least compared to the rate that you find them in Madden. So being the only company that owns a simulation license, uh, contract agreement, whatever, with the NFL, a lot of fans, and I am one of them, obviously, uh, feel like they have not delivered. Now, Madden, you know, and the producers and, and the guys in charge of that project have promised that coming into 2022 that they were going to refocus their their attentions in the franchise mode because I don't think any franchise players are out there asking them to just get rid of the Madden Ultimate Team and the cash cow that that has become with the fantasy football and the rapper integrations and all that stuff. Like, I don't think franchise players care, you know, about focusing on that as well. What what the problem is is you're not focusing on the franchise mode along with the cash cow. So, coming into all that, this is the time of year you start getting information about the next version of Madden and most recently that was done through a teaser video which featured, you know, a farm setting, a barn, and then when the doors opened up, you saw two goats, one larger than the other. A, very, a large goat and a, and a significantly smaller goat. And then Peyton Hillis comes up on the screen. Uh, Peyton Hillis, if you don't know, used to be a running back in the National Football League. Had a couple of really good years. Was a Madden cover uh, athlete at one point as well. Says they did it again. And the assumption, right, and, and that's the fun of these trailers, is you're, you're drawing connections as you can, is that they're talking about having two athletes on the cover again. The last time that happened, Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Palomalu graced the cover of Madden. Uh, together, the only time that uh, they had two cover athletes on the on the same cover at the same time. So the assumption is that this time it's going to have another two cover athlete or two athlete cover, and it's going to be goat related. Well, who's the goat? It's Tom Brady. I mean, 
You don't have to be a Patriots fan or a Buccaneers fan to admit that Tom Brady is the current GOAT of the NFL and really probably the greatest of all time in general. And then who do they re re relate as baby GOAT, right? It's Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes just face off in the Super Bowl. How that's going to tie into the rest of the game, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to find out as we go through. But that's kind of uh, the, the, the preview that we've gotten. So Madden season is coming. The releases are going to start coming, the information, the clips, the news of what the new hopeful innovations are for those franchise guys uh, is going to be starting to come out. But that teaser right there, something interesting. And, and again, I got to give credit to my co-host at Locked On Bucks, James Jarko. Um, so the last time that there were two athletes on the cover, right, Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald, the Pittsburgh Steelers had just won the Super Bowl. Those two teams face off in the Super Bowl. The Pittsburgh Steelers won. Bruce Arians was a coach on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster. So he won that Super Bowl, you know, as an as as an assistant coach. He wasn't the head coach, but he was a coach on that staff. So Bruce Arians won that Super Bowl. Two athletes end up on the next Madden cover. Oh, by the way, the Steelers won that Super Bowl in Raymond James Stadium. Fast forward to 2021, Bruce Arians is on the coaching staff that just won the Super Bowl. There's about to be two athletes on the Madden cover, and Bruce Arians' team won the Super Bowl in Raymond James Stadium. So I don't I don't know. I don't know how superstitious people are. So maybe start looking at things that happened after that season to see how things go for the future, but I'll leave you I'll leave you that more Madden information. I don't know if Chris cares about Madden at all. Obviously, I care about Madden at least to a to a certain extent. So if you guys care about Madden, if you have opinions on the trailer, opinions on what you want to see or what you do see as we start seeing reveals uh come out about the video game, by all means, drop them uh, to me on Twitter personally at dharrison82 to the show at LockedWFTPod. You can also drop those in an email to LockedWFTPod at gmail.com or call in your thoughts, uh, questions, projections, predictions at 301-615-3577. You will hear your voice on the Lockdown Watch Football Team podcast. Again, guys, I promise you, Chris is coming back. We'll be together again for Friday's episode, and we will have at least one of those voicemails. Maybe we'll, we'll find time to put in two to try to start, start, start catching up a little bit. Until then, guys, get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I am David Harrison for Chris Russell, the Locked On Watch Football Team podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Thank you for joining me right here at the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 